05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And we got my man, Daniel Blue, coming back. He is a prior guest uh, in the early days of uh, Championship Leadership, but we got him back. He's got a book called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement, How to Access Your Retirement Account Penalty and Tax-Free, which everybody wants to do that. So <laughs> especially maybe even more so nowadays than previous few years. But how you doing, my man? Thanks for being here. Coach Nate, I'm doing great, bro. Appreciate the invite and looking forward to this. Yeah, absolutely. So we don't talk all the time, but definitely follow what you've been doing. And so you had the book and reached out and said, hey, come on the show. So appreciate you coming back. But talk to us a little bit. Well, actually, why don't we do this? Why don't you tell the listeners first, like who you are and kind of a little bit more about what you do, Quest Education, and can kind of dive into this book too a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I'm at Las Vegas, got a company where we've got customers in all 50 states, probably got over a thousand customers now where, like you mentioned, we help people access money in their retirement account penalty and tax-free. And and the tool that we use to make all this happen is what's called a solo 401k. And I talk a lot about that in in my book, Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. And I love what we do, man. We get to solve a big problem in the marketplace. A lot of people, especially these days, they're not a big fan of the stock market. They're concerned with the political climate the uh, kind of current conditions that we're in. And a lot of people are having those light bulb moments where they're like, well, shoot, like you're telling me I can access my IRA, my 401k penalty and tax-free. Like number one, how come my financial advisor didn't tell me this? And number two, now that I know this information, I'd love to use this money to start my business or invest into crypto or invest into real estate. So, you know, really pulling back the curtain and, and helping people understand a lot of financial strategies that their CPAs and financial advisors are not telling people that's our bread and butter. Yeah. And this primarily for business owners and entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. So the solo 401k is specifically for someone that is an entrepreneur, but doesn't have a W-2 employee, full-time employee associated with the business. So, you know, someone that's got maybe a consulting business with, you know, VA, 1099 contractors, that solopreneur, that real estate agent, that's 1099 income. You know, if that's you, there's a really good chance you qualify for the solo 401k, where if you've got an IRA or 401k from an old job, you can't access that money penalty and tax-free where it is. However, you can take those dollars, convert it into a solo 401k, and then access that money penalty and tax-free. 
which is huge as well, because a lot of people fall into that category, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, especially, you know, we were just talking kind of offline, like all the craziness going on with, you know, 2020 and, and the pandemic. A lot of people, I think, you know, got sick and tired of working for other people and, you know, got the internet and all these different cool opportunities for people to start their own businesses. And uh, I, I was reading an article the other day. I think more people started businesses last year than a long time. Right. And I think the trend yeah. this year is, is a lot of the same. People are just Thank quitting you. their jobs and doing their own thing. Yeah, quitting their jobs, getting laid off, uh, you name it. It's been interesting. I know my wife was laid off and she has another job and it's actually worked worked out for the best in the end. But yeah, we went through that ourselves personally. So what happens if, so if you have a solo 401k, you kind of qualify for that. You don't need W2 employees, but they, they grow and they they scale and they start to bring on some employees. What happens then with the four old? Yeah. Then at that point, essentially the term solo is removed from the equation. Now it's just a, a good old fashioned 401k. And, okay. and now you have to have the conversation with your employees offering them the same thing that you have, you know? So basically the government's going to say, Hey, Mr. Business owner, whatever you do with your 401k, you have to offer it to your employees. Now, whether they take it up or not, that's on them, but you at least have to offer it to them. And then, you know, the conversation of matching the contributions and investing, and that's a whole different topic and a different beast in itself, but you're going to have to have those kinds of uh, conversations. Would they have to at that time, you know, what if they're just not in that position to offer to everyone else? What would be the other option to close it down and move it to something else? Yeah, I mean, it basically when you have an employer sponsored plan and you have W 2 employees, like you have to offer it to them. So at that point, or you've got a couple of different options. You've got the obvious where you just get rid of the plan altogether, right? Or you look at, you know, 1099 versus W 2 and things of that nature. Okay. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about how you started Quest Education for those that maybe listened to the first episode, but it has been a while and kind of forgot or that's just coming across you for the first time. How did Quest Education become a thing? And then we can roll that into, you know, how the book came about. Yeah. So uh, I took a completely different path. You know, when you think about people that own a financial company, you know, you, you think of people that went to college and got a degree in economics or business, whatever the case may be, and, and work for a stockbroker and, and things of that nature. And that's not me. So I, I love the path that I took because it's completely different. You know, for me, it just started when I was 18 years old. When I was 18 years old, I ended up getting addicted to Oxycontin. I had a kid and I actually got a woman pregnant at 18, had the baby at, at 19, and I dropped out of college. So I was really really lost at that point in time. Society told me to go to school, go to college, but I had no agenda. I had no purpose. I had no plan. And I just stumbled into sales, man. And sales was something that naturally I was able to make good money in. I had no idea that I had this knack for being able to communicate with people. I did phone sales. I sold real estate coaching over the phone, did that for a number of years. And because I got exposed to the real estate industry, I was exposed to the self-directed retirement account world, where I was talking to people and hearing these conversations where people were saying they use their 401k and IRA to invest into real estate. They use their retirement account to flip a house. And I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty cool. Like I thought a retirement account was to buy a mutual fund, to buy Tesla. I didn't think you could use it for real estate. So that that got my wheels turning. And I was thinking, man, it'd be pretty cool to to be in that space. But I just kept my head down. I just kept working. I was just a a 1099 contractor, just an employee for a number of years. And luckily I, I made enough mistakes early in my early years 
I like to say, I, I just touched the stove, the hot stove, and I kept burning myself. Yeah. And I had no idea that that was going to teach me some business principles down the road because I'm 18, 19, 20 years old, Nate. Like I'm making, I remember I was 18 years old. I made 97,000, 96,000 my first year. And then I made six figures every year after that. However, I didn't believe in credit. I was thinking, man, I have cash. Like, why do I need a credit card? So I never paid attention to my credit. I wasn't smart with write-offs and deductions and tax strategies and opening up LLC. So I was terrible with my tax game. I spent more than I made. So I was making really all these bad decisions. I bought a property in 2008 at the height of the real estate crash, ended up losing that house, right? So I'm making all these mistakes when I'm 18, 19, 20, but after touching the stove enough times and just burning myself, right when I turned like 22, 23, 24, I start making a lot of changes. My habits change. So I'm spending way less than I'm making. I'm saving, I'm investing, I have an LLC, I'm writing things off. My credit score is dope. And, and I start putting myself in a way better position financially. And after working in the coaching space for a while, I'm like, man, I want something new. Like I love retirement accounts and I love, you know, kind of the investment world and self-directed retirement accounts really intrigued me. So I made the switch and you, people can probably relate to this where you quit a, a paying a job that pays you more to work for a different company, or you take on a different job and you make way less. I actually made 50% less my first year, two years, but I knew that going in because I saw the, the big picture that I was playing the long game and ended up working in the self-directed retirement account space for a few years. And then three years ago, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm doing this for other people. I'm doing this you know, as an employee. Now I've got some chips on the table. I've got really good credit score. I've got some savings. I've got some investments. Like, let me go all in. So I ended up maxing a bunch of my credit cards at 0%, put a lot of money out of my savings, You know, had that conversation with my wife. I'm like, hey, we're going all in on this business. It's going to look scary. It's going to be rocky. Our credit's going to take a shit. You know, we're not going to have money in savings, but we're going all in on this business. And I can't promise it's going to work, but like, I'm going to work my ass off and, and we're going to do our best to make this work. And three years later, you know, we're still married and still in business. So I guess those are two good things. <laughs> two good signs for sure. <laughs> How did that conversation go? I know you. Uh, I know you made it sound like you're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this, and, and it's gonna be fine." But uh, how did that go? Was your is your wife uh, pretty supportive, understanding? I would imagine there's got a little bit of uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uncertainty because she's the kind of person that likes to have money and savings and sit there. And I'm like, "Yo, let's get this money out and deployed and making money. Like, what are we doing here, right?" So, like, we have different perspectives, which I love because, you know, when, when you're married, you're a Good team, thing, right? And, and yeah, you got to have different yeah, skill yeah. sets. Yeah. She, she was an extra trooper, man, because she used some of her 0% credit cards too, and helped out in that respect. And then she did payroll. She did our books, QuickBooks for a number of years. And she didn't understand QuickBooks and payroll. Like she learned everything and, and worked the game for a number of years and she hated it. Like I, and I, I totally get that because she didn't ask for that, but right. you know, so she actually doesn't work for me anymore. She fired herself she told her she told her boss that you know get yeah. lost and, and now she's <laughs> yeah. spreading her wings and, and doing her own thing so for, for couples that work together kudos like respect like that that's not easy so uh, a lot of respect for, for people that work together in, in business yeah absolutely and i don't know that i would be able to pull it off but like you say there's i think a select few that are able to really yeah. do it and do it well so yeah. uh, for sure so yeah where's the book coming to play like what was the idea behind that and uh how are you leveraging that with what you're doing with your clients? Yeah. So we've been able to get this business to the point where it is today. 
a lot of it is referral partners. And I think any business out there, if you can set yourself up in a position where you operate in an ecosystem where you can get, you know, referral partners that uh, for us, it's, it's, it's people in the tax space, real estate space, business funding space, where there's a, a value proposition, right? Where we can help, we can add a service to their clients that really benefit them and everyone wins, right? So referrals has been really key for us over the years, but there got to a point where I'm like, man, like and this is probably 2018. I'm like, man, like this is 2018. I don't have really a social media presence. We're not getting leads online. Like we're relying on referrals. Like that's scary. We, we need to branch out. And uh, that's when I joined a mastermind that I, I know you and some of the listeners are probably familiar with. It's called Apex by Ryan Stuman. And I gravitated towards that, that group because it was a lot of the things that I lacked. At that point, I had no social media. You know, I had no press. I had no book. I had no podcast. I wasn't speaking on stage. Like, I had no attention. No one, we had a great service, but no one knew who we were, right? So, you know, that's where the benefits of masterminds come in and, and really aligning yourself with the group or content that you know you need help with. And for, for me, it was branding, it was online marketing, it was copy, uh, things of that nature. So, you know, writing the book was something that uh, really essentially part of the, the, the program that we joined, right? It was, you know, hey, business is being done online every single day. So you've got to yeah. post consistently on social media. You, you've got to position yourself as an authority in the marketplace, you know, write a book, start a podcast, speak on stage, just get your content out there, do videos. I mean, and I remember when I first joined the mastermind a few years ago, like I was so scared to get on camera. Uh, the thought of speaking on stage frightened me. Doing a podcast like this scared me, right? And, and you know, here I am now, I've got my own podcast and you already know, Nate, anytime you come to Vegas, bro, we got to get you in the studio and, and get you on how winners win. That's been a lot of fun doing that podcast. Yeah, man, that's been, uh, we, we love doing the, the, the sessions in-house, man. We got a studio here and, and we get it produced and it's just a lot of fun. But, you know, I've been on over a hundred podcasts, writing the book, getting on stage. Like that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't invest into masterminds. And uh, the kind of where I'm going with all this is it's not comfortable, right? Like you're not going to be comfortable doing all this because it's so outside of your norm, especially when you do it all at once. You know, I talked to a lot of people that are, are afraid of social media. Like, what am I going to post? Like, what are people going to think of me? And, you know, just being real with the audience, I don't like social media. If I did not own a business, I wouldn't be on social media. If I did not own a business, I wouldn't have wrote this book. If I wasn't an entrepreneur, I wouldn't be trying to speak on stage. But how bad do you want it in business? How bad do you want to win? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to a lot of that. I'm kind of the same way. Uh, Even now, social media is a struggle for me many days to get in and to post and to stay active there. Like you say, when you get a business, it's kind of one of those things where you you have to do it. And um, I remember I've written a few books now and that first one was the hardest, right? A lot of stuff kind of going on up in the head of like, man, who do I, who am I to think I can write a book or should write a book or who's going to read it, all that stuff. And you just kind of fight through that. The more you do, like I say, you do the podcast, you, the more you put yourself out there, really the easier it is, you know, and even if it helps one person, right, it's, it's worth it. That's what I've always told myself. And of course it's going to go out and it's going to help more than more than one person. What about, uh, you know, we were talking right before we, we hit record and you know, especially for the entrepreneurs and business owners who I think this is, the majority of the listeners coming into uh, this podcast here are, they, they fit that category. Talking about the pandemic, because we really hadn't spoken since uh, since the pandemic has come and the challenges of it. And you, and you do, you see a number of people talking about how they killed it in the pandemic, which is 
awesome and amazing for them. And then, you know, there's, there's many others that did not kill it. And, uh, but you, you know, you talk about championship leadership, which is the name of the podcast and championship leadership isn't, it's easy to be a leader. And when it's going good and, and when things are easy, championship leaders really rise and, and show what they're made of and what they're all about in these times, like the pandemic, when things aren't going right at all, like you really see like everything stripped away and you really see who, who people are in those moments and in those times and how they navigate and how they come through it and how they get through it and how they come off the other side. So maybe talk a little bit about you and how you navigated the last, I don't know, whatever called 18 months or whatever it's been to get through this. And then also to kind of, you know, the book comes out as in the last few months. And cause I know it wasn't easy for you and just like, it wasn't easy for many of us. Yeah. I started the book in July, 2019. Okay. And I, I barely got that book done like what, 60 yeah. days ago, you yeah. know, like it, it took me actually doing 75 hard this year yeah. to like get my ass in, in line and finish my book. So if you haven't done 75 hard, I highly recommend it. If you don't know what it is, Google it. And it, it's not easy, but it's, it's worth it. I, uh, I can say that. So we were talking offline and last year, my, my PL, like it's not sexy. Like I lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And, but that's life, man. Like that's business. One of uh, someone I, I really look up to in business and he's not on social media. He's not in masterminds. Like it's really, it's easy to remember. It's easy to forget that like, there's a lot of players that aren't on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of high level people that are not on social media. So I think we, we forget about that. But I was talking to him the other last last year and I was kind of venting to him. I was like, bro, like this is so much I'm going to lose my PL. Like I was kind of venting. And he's like, dude, don't be a bitch. He's like, <laughs> my, my first year, he's like, I lost like 200 grand. He's the second year, I lost $100,000. The third year, I broke even. He's like, year four, guess what fucking happened? He's like, I made money. That really resonated with me. Not so much because I, that's how much money I lost year one or year two, but like, that's freaking business. You know what I'm saying? Like right. business is, is like a, you're, you're actually, it's, you know, people talk about your business is your baby and it's true, right? Like in the very beginning, your business really can't function without you. You have to freaking coddle your baby and, and it's not self-sufficient. But then like mm-hmm. once the business is six months, a year old, starts opening his eyes like a baby, maybe kind of like drunk walks, like it's starting to be a little bit more self-sustainable. And then year two, it's like a toddler, right? And start, start saying words. And, and that's how business is, man. Like if you're not doing well right now, it's really only a couple of different reasons why you're not doing well. It's one, you're doing the right thing. You just haven't done it long enough. And, and that's where I was at last year. You know, I was only two years in the business. So there was that. The second reason why you're not doing well is you're just doing the wrong shit. And last year, there were some things I was doing that were not good tactically. So it made me have to readjust my strategy. The third reason why you're not doing well right now is you're lying to yourself. You're not putting in the work. There's times last year where I, I let myself get in a funk and I wasn't putting in the work as, as much as I know I could have. You know, where I remember last year, Nate was like, this must have been like April when we were probably two weeks into the shutdown here in Las Vegas. And I feel like my whole life was taken from me. Like I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't go to the grocery store without seeing, you know, sparse meat and no toilet paper. It was like, dude, I was living like in a twilight zone and I couldn't get my hair cut together like a bum, bro. And I was just in a funk, man. You take away the gym from me and and I lost my identity and I could have done things. It's an excuse. I could have ran. I could have done pull-ups. Like I could have done that, but I didn't, man. So 
I always like to just kind of remember, like, there's only three reasons why you're not killing it. Either you're lying to yourself, you're not putting in the work, you are doing the right thing. You just haven't done it long enough. Or three, you're just putting in the work, but tactically you're doing things incorrectly. So if you're struggling right now, just remember, it's only one of those three things. And we try to overcomplicate things as, as human beings. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Those three things. That's, that's powerful. When you say tactically, you're just off, you know, right? What if things depending on, on the environment, depending on the market, sometimes you can be doing things not so well, but you know, things are going so good that it works anyways, or that you, you, you might be getting some results and, and feeling like you're crushing it. And then you don't really find out until something hits like the pandemic when the shit hits the fan. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, what's going on? What, what's happening? You know, if you're not willing to take some ownership and maybe look yourself in the mirror and be like, well, maybe something I'm doing here isn't what, what I need to be or should be doing tactically. Like you said, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to do that. Right. And for you, obviously you were able to see that and as a hard of a pill as it is to swallow, maybe for some you swallow it and you, and you figure it out and, and you get back on the right path. Right. Yeah. And I think there, you know, there's a couple indicators. One, like how much money do you have in your bank account? And I'm not saying that in a facetious way or anything like that. Like that's an indicator, right. Of how well you're doing. And you can have every excuse in the book, why it's this number and not that number, but ultimately it's that number. And you have, like you said, you have to own up to it. So, you know, you got to be really with yourself, but then also you have to surround yourself with, with the kind of people that think differently than you. And and that was one mistake that I made in the early stages of, of building this business is hiring people that were similar to me, right? Like when you first start hiring people, you just like, oh, you think like me, you act like me, you sell like me, like let's just roll, let's work together, right? But if yeah. you get people in the room and they just have the same perspective and thought process as you, then there's not going to be thoughtful disagreement. You know, one of my favorite books is Ray Dalio, Principles. Ray Dalio owns like one of the biggest hedge funds in the world. And he talks about the term thoughtful disagreement. And I love that term. And I try to have that term be within our, our organization where, you know, like this morning, Today's Monday. On Monday, we have our leadership call and uh, we have our you know leaders from the different departments and we get together and we don't always agree on things. We actually debate and like argue sometimes, not like personally pointing the finger and, and being rude, but like you have to be able to have those kind of tough conversations because, you know, to your point, like when, when things are going good, that's cool. Right. That wave, as long as you can. But yep. then you have to have devil's advocate. Like, what are the risks? What could right. go wrong? You know, like, how can we keep this process happening? How can we keep this momentum moving? And sometimes you don't want to be told that you're wrong or your strategy is wrong. And that's not always easy, but like, you have to be able to hear perspectives from different people. And, you know, I'm trying to surround myself with people that are smarter than me. So then that way I'm not the smartest one in the room and people aren't just agreeing with me just to agree with me because I own the company. Like I, if you don't feel like what we're doing is incorrect and wrong, like let's, let's hear it and let's make the, the tweaks if it makes, if it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's the vision for you guys? Where are you headed coming out? And like you say, you having a, been a down year last year and, and adjusting and making some adjustments and some corrections in, in the business and restructuring a few things. What's the vision for you moving forward? Maybe even over these next five years, like, you know, what's the impact and in, in the vision that you have for quest education where you guys are headed? Yeah. So, I mean, like right now we've got uh, just over a thousand customers in all 50 states. Like I, I want to get this to a point where we've got 2,000, 5,000 customers because that's a lot of people that we can really change their lives, their legacies, their families. And even if people don't become customers, being able to impact people 
in different ways, whether it's the book, whether it's the course and, and being able to help people change their perspective where there's just so many people out there that think an IRA or 401k is only for the stock market and they can't touch that money until they retire. And, you know, obviously we know that's not true and they're not being told that because that's not how Wall Street makes money. They make money when you buy stocks. They don't make money when you use your retirement account to fund your business or pay off your high interest rate credit card debt or when you buy Bitcoin, they don't make money off of that. So why would they teach you that? So really just being able to, to spearhead this and, and bring this information to the forefront, that's what we're really uh, ambitious about right now. Yeah. What would you say is the percentage of people when you're in, a, in front of a group of people that would qualify for the solo 401k and how many people are actually uneducated about what's available out there for them? I mean, I would say most people don't even know that they could use a retirement account to invest into real estate, or they can pull it out penalty and tax-free and use it to fund their business, you know, or pay off high interest rate credit card debt. So I want to say like 5% of people in America actually have a self-directed retirement account, right? Like, so that's super, super minuscule. Um, I don't know the data as far as like how many people actually are aware of this. I just know when I'm in a room or when we're talking to people, yeah. most of the time it's like, wait, what? You know, yeah, I, like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a scam. Yeah. So, so good that uh, you can't, it can't be true, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing to me. But whenever I find out about something like this, my man, I'll give him a little plug. Michael Lush has a company called Replace Your Mortgage, where you can use a first lien HELOC and pay your mortgage off in five to seven years. And and just the fact that that it's not common knowledge to people, even though it's the most amazing concept in the world, it's not for everyone. Financially, you need to be in a place where it would make sense to, to use that strategy. But it's just like, it's just a no-brainer when you really understand the concept and you hear about it. And yet so many people will still just be like, if it was true, more people would be using it. Right. And that's just, I just think to the same thing for you. And it's like, when people hear this, <laughs> they still don't take action. And it's like, you know, as a coach, I run into the same thing. You, you're talking with, with clients and you're trying to help them to, to get unstuck from where they are to where they want to go, which takes some education. It takes trying to paint a, a different picture to show them, you know, that, they should move on the, this action. And yet it's not easy to get people to, to move. And those obviously that are able to get people to move fastest and quickest are the ones that usually win absolutely in business. So what's the challenge there for you? Is that a big challenge in what you guys Oh think? yeah, for sure. It's just a numbers game. People uh, that are overweight and that are unhealthy, they know they need to eat better. They know they need yeah. to get to the gym. Right. Like they, they need to, they know it. But do they want to? How bad do they want it? Right. Like that's it's the same thing with personal development. It's the same thing with finance. So it's just a numbers game, right? Like that's why yeah. you have to try and get in front of as many people as you can and catch people at the right time, right? Like sometimes people are just at a different place in their life and different perspective and, and they're more apt to make a change. And you know, ultimately it, it's tough accepting that you can't help everyone as much as you yeah. want to help, right? You just can't help everyone because not everyone is ready to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. We start to wrap this up what is um you know if there's one or two things that you could give to the listeners here today and they were to actually take action like we've been talking and implement this right away it would help move their life forward today what would that be um i I would definitely make sure that you're you're putting money in a roth ira or roth solo 401k that's money you pay taxes on but the money grows tax-free so so think of it as you know you're paying taxes on the seed but Mm -hmm. you're not paying taxes on the harvest and, uh, you know, right now we've, we're living in a kind of crazy time. I think we're no matter whether you're Republican or, or Democratic, I think we all can agree that 
there's going to be an increase in tax, right? Yeah. There's just no way the government can keep printing out money like they have been over the last year or two and not increase tax five years, 10 years from now. Like we're just going to be living in a different time where taxes are going to be higher. So I'd rather pay taxes now one time on the seed and then let the harvest grow tax-free and could have a Roth IRA or a Roth solo 401k and tax-free money is, uh, is definitely appealing to everybody. And is it the same concept with the, the Roth IRA to where you, that doesn't just have to be in a mutual fund that can be invested in the real yeah. estate? Yeah. So you could have a self-directed Roth IRA with a company like ours and invest into alternative assets, or you can have a Roth IRA with Fidelity or TD Ameritrade and, and buy mutual funds or stocks. Yeah, that's huge, folks. The Roth IRA, like you say, uh, timing, you know, they're talking about President Biden's talking about uh, hiking those taxes up significantly. And then uh, we continue to print money and talking about passing four trillion dollar deals. And it's just like, where else are they going to get the money to to actually uh, to fund all of that? <laughs> and it's going to be us. Like, oh, yeah. Like, your kids, yep. my daughter, kids, you know, like, yeah. you're, everyone's kids listening right now. So yeah. God bless them. So that's great advice. And like, like we've been talking about, don't just sit here and listen to this. And like, you truly are getting some gold that is worth absolutely worth thousands of dollars that you, you just got for free. And, and unfortunately, when people get things for free, they kind of discredit and discount it. And I would, yeah. I would urge you guys to not and to take advantage of it and to take action on it and uh, to reach out to Daniel and uh, get, get educated. That's what his company is there to do is to educate you and help you to, uh, to get yourself in a better position financially, because we all could be, you know, you can never be in a better perfect place financially. Like you, there's always room to grow in that area for sure. And it's important probably mm -hmm. now more than ever for, for all the reasons we've been talking about. So what are a few ways that, uh, you know, we talk about social media and everything. What are a few ways everybody can follow you and, and get to more information on quest education and, and the book? Yeah, best place would be DanielBlue.me. Uh, it's my main website. It's got links to my podcast, How Winners Win. On my podcast, I talk about different ways to help people win in their financial lives, their business life, personal life. So definitely been having fun there and, and dropping episodes every week. So you can catch some episodes there. And then my uh, my book is on my website as well. You can check it out on Amazon. And then uh, I've got a course on my website, a bunch of free content. And then if you've got a 401k from an old job or an IRA, and I got your wheels turning. You're thinking, oh, shoot, I could use this money in a penalty and tax-free manner and I can access the money now instead of later. I want to learn more. Uh, there's a link to Quest Education's website on my website. And then you can just fill out a, a basic form. And then someone from my team will reach out to you and, and see how we could help. And then on my website, danielblue.me, it's blue just like the color. It's got links to all my social media as well. I'm pretty active on Facebook and, and Instagram. So feel free to shoot me a DM and uh, we'll do my best to help out. Awesome, brother. Yeah. And we'll get that all linked up for you guys so that it's easy as clicking the button and getting directed to his site so that you can check all of that out. Appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much. It's been good to connect and, and catch up. Hey, likewise, Coach Nate. Good talking to you, brother. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I missed my life, missed my wife For 15 months, she was all alone 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader. Championship podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, 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 leadership podcast. Championship, leadership podcast. With Nate Bailey.